you like, we want to give them the visual tools that sell this story and make the customers think of them every time they see it. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the X agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 25, and today we're chatting with Kayla from Docs Design. We met Kayla at the Ultimate Product Party back in Arizona, where she spoke about the power of visual storytelling, and we couldn't wait to have her on the podcast to share her story. We don't want to give too much away, so we're just going to go ahead and dive right in. Hi, Kayla. Thank you so much for being on the Duo On Air podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, we're just as excited. I know. We met at the Ultimate Product Party, which was the event that we attended back in May. And it was, yeah, it was an amazing event. We met so many amazing people. And I think we're just, I think we need to go back and do it all again. Yes, I had such a good time. I can't believe it's almost been a month since that. So I'm excited to catch up. Yeah, <laughs> that's so crazy. It was a month ago. Yeah, I know from yeah, from the time of recording this. Yeah, yep. which is crazy. And this just time just goes way, way too fast. <laughs> but you gave an awesome key. You had a keynote, right? Or a breakout yep. session, yeah. breakout session. Yeah, <laughs> which was awesome. Um, we loved listening to it. And even just like being in the branding space ourselves, it's so fun to connect with other people in the same industry. And yeah, we just we love it. Yeah, I was gonna say I had so many people I think when they uh, heard that I was gonna talk about branding, they were like, what are you gonna talk about? Because there's so many like different facets of branding. I know you guys are in the space too and like focus on the strategy side of things as well. So a lot of times when you see that breakout title of jewelry branding, people are like, whoa, what is this? And they're not quite sure what they're gonna expect. So I'm glad that you guys found it enjoyable. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. I was actually laughing because I love how you've taken your everything from like your own brand and brought it into like even the nitty gritty details like SEO, like your SEO title is like how to build a drool worthy brand. And it's so cool because you're using keywords, but you're also infusing like your brand into it and love it. Love it. Yes. Yes. I try to practice what I preach. So (laughs) well, you do it well. Yeah. (laughs) So tell us a little bit before we dive into like all things about your business, tell us a little bit about how you got your start in like the branding space. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I went to art school, um, had like the big dream that I'm gonna, you know, go to one of these top art schools, graduate, move to New York or Chicago, work at one of like the big agencies like Pentagram or VA and work my way up from a junior designer all the way to a creative director. Um, so did my grunt work of art school and design school. Um, the school I went to, they only let in 10 kids every year. So it was quite a brutal program to be able to go through, which really I think 
prepared me for entrepreneurship. <laughs> um, so I was able to graduate uh, with a bachelor's in fine art and graphic design and did get a job right out of college at one of the top agencies at Midwest. Um, I was working with Target, Georgia Pacific, a lot of those bigger brands, and I absolutely hated it. I was like, oh my gosh, I have planned my entire life around this idea and it is not what I thought it was going to be um, agency life. They work the young designers crazy hours. You're expected to work overtime and not get paid for it. I just didn't really thrive in an office environment. Um, at the time, I had two docs and puppies as well. I'm a huge dog lover. Um, and like leaving them every day was soul crushing for me. I had to like crate them and get a dog, you know, sitter. I would like rush home at lunch and walk them. Um, so they kind of became a big motivator for me of like, okay, I cannot do this nine to five life. Like I have my fur babies at home. Like I'm more happy like on the couch working with them how can I take my love for design and make it work um and our school never told us about freelancing entrepreneurship that wasn't really talked about like this one path was what we were all expected to do so after I kind of started doing some research um luckily where I lived was Grand Rapids in Michigan it's a huge creative community I realized that that was an avenue I could actually go down um, so I started doing some research, realized that the freelance design space is very saturated and trying to figure out how I can make myself different, um, hence the dogs. <laughs> so um, I named my business Docs Design after my dachshunds at the time. Um, and I was just really ingrained in the like dog mom community in my local city with the dog parks and the dog groomer and the dog treat businesses. And those naturally became my first clients because that was like what I was into. That was, you know, a really big part of me and what I love. Um, and from there, one dog walker referred me to another, referred me to a product business, referred me to, and it kind of just became a, a business overnight. I was like, whoa, I did not expect this um, to happen. So that was nearly five years ago. Um, and it, like I said, it was kind of like a happy accident. I actually hate saying that because there was a lot of hard work that came into planning, but you, you know how it goes when you're an entrepreneur, like you kind of just start. And then five years later you have a business. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I am like shocked that, and I feel like if we dig deep enough, we will find it, but I'm shocked our paths have not crossed because we like, we have the exact same background. Yeah. When you were explaining really? yeah. like, how you got started, I was like, oh, that's really weird. Like I went to art school. I got a job at a fancy agency. I worked for Target. I've worked on Georgia Pacific a few times. And I'm like, oh my and, gosh. Then, and then I was like, this isn't for me. Like this agency life, yeah. like everything you explained, it's like, I don't want to yeah. climb that corporate ladder. And I they don't make wanna... it sound so fancy when you're in art school. And like, especially a lot of my professors, like they almost made you feel bad. Like if you weren't going to go on that path, like you were succeeding. Um, and I don't know how like familiar you guys are with Enneagram but I'm at Enneagram three, which is the achiever. So like hitting goals is very important to me. So like the fact that my professors were like, this is the path you're going to take. And these are the goals you're going to hit. And it's like, when you graduate and get into that post-grad life, you're like, oh my gosh, I've had like this vision in my head. And like, this is not what I thought it was going to be at all. So time to reevaluate. Yes, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. My dream coming out of school, I went to school of journalism and communication, which is kind of where like advertising fell in in at the U of M um but they it, 
in that like bucket, basically, I felt like I wanted to go into the big agency life. I wanted to walk through the skyways, which is like the gerbil hamster of Minneapolis. So it's like what we call them, like the skyways. You never have to go outside in the winter because it's too freaking cold. But I wanted to like dress up every day, work at a big agency, go to fancy client meetings. And like, we did, we did that, but it was like, wow, this, I, yeah, life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I also think like an aspect of it that I didn't realize and something that's really important to me is being a woman in the space as well. Um, I work primarily with women-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't even tell you the amount of stories I I can tell you going into those big client meetings as like a 20 something year old woman speaking to mostly white old men executives and then just like talking over me or not listening to me or like and i'm like no guys i went to school for this i know what i'm doing i think that was kind of a secondary part that i did not expect of that big corporate agency world which is why when i started my own thing i was like i primarily want to work with women-owned smaller medium businesses that are passionate about what they do and they're not just concerned about the money and and they're going to actually listen and value what I and my team bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Amen yeah. to that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we agree on all parts. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about Docs. What, what is Docs Design? What do you guys do for your clients? Who do you, you talked a little bit about who you work with, which I definitely want to dig into like, cause yeah. the dog niche. It's evolved. Yeah. Yes, it's evolved. Um, yes. Yeah. So Docs Design's a full service creative studio. We focus primarily on branding design and packaging design. Um, so we don't really do the strategy side of things. I mean, that's kind of ingrained into uh, the visual work we do, but we really are a team of designers and illustrators. Um, so we like to say that we like work collaboratively with our clients to bring their visual brand story to life through brand identity, which is logo, colors, fonts, illustrations, patterns. We really kind of give them the tool set that they need to like confidently show up in their brand. Um, and then kind of the flip side of that, um, after we give them the brand, we kind of become their in-house design team to work with. That was something I I definitely saw a gap in as I left the agency world that a lot of these medium-sized businesses can't afford these larger agencies, but they have ongoing design work they need help on. They also can't maybe like hire a full-time designer. Um, so our team kind of helps support all design needs for our clients. Um, a lot of that, like I said, is packaging design, website design, social media graphics, business cards, postcards, you know, all of that stuff. We really kind of design the tangible things for them based on the brand that we create. Yeah, that's awesome. I definitely think there is that gap in the in the market too, where yeah, you do need that like help even after you get your assets in hand to build, yeah. especially if you're doing like if you're in stores or you're doing shows or you know, just the collateral that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, definitely. With some of our clients too. They've even asked us, they're like, Well, where do we where do we go now for like a business card? And we're like, <laughs> Well, like we can do one-off things for yeah. you and like, we can create your business card too, because I think they just get so lost on, like you said, they can't mm -hmm. go to these large agencies because they just can't afford it. And mm -hmm. large agencies won't even entertain them. So it's kind yeah. of, who do I work with now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing I hear from our clients all the time after they go through our branding like program. So we give them, I like to call like the visual toolbox. So all the parts and pieces, and we make it very digestible and easy for them to understand. Um, and then we like set it all up in Canva or Illustrator or whatever they use. And I literally just had a client message me yesterday. She's like, oh my God, I had to make a new sign for my store. I can't even tell you, like I probably would have spent two hours in Canva post 
doing the branding with you guys. She's like, it literally took me five minutes. You had all my fonts there, my colors. I knew like I had which pattern to use. She's like, it's making it so much easier for me. It's like taking that stress off my shoulders of like having to be a good designer. And then I also hear all the time, like it's making me more creative. Like I know what my brand is now and I know what I have to work with. So that like mental roadblock of oh, I'm not creative because I think everyone's creative. You just need to have the right tools to do it right. um, is really, I think one of my favorite things I hear from our branding program over and mm -hmm. over again. Oh, for sure. Simplicity is key in this space. Like definitely yeah. having the consistency and like the simple way to use it for everyone who's not a branding expert. Like that's, yeah, that's kind of what you need in order to succeed with your business or to have like that consistent visuals, those consistent yeah. visuals yeah. moving forward. I really love the education part of it too. Like handing your clients the, the tools to succeed on their own. Like if they wanted to take a stab at it themselves, I think that's so powerful to not just leave them with beautiful branding and all these assets, but mm -hmm. here's the tools to like develop other things. If you want to do it yourself, or if you don't, you can come back to us and we can help you create those mm -hmm. other that's exactly yeah and I, I kind of talked about that in my keynote like the two things that I always say is picking with purpose and using consistently so kind of we help with the picking with purpose portion of it when they're going through our branding process we don't just give them the blue because they say their favorite color is blue like we're picking all the visual tools with purpose there's a meaning behind it there's a story behind it and then the consistency factor of like okay you just paid for this brand now let's actually use it is us educating them on how to now use these tools in a consistent way so that it becomes a part of their brand so i always use the example um our brand uses like this bright cobalt blue i wear it when i can you could see it's on my wallpaper Paper, like all of our branding materials website we use this blue over and over again and now it's a visual tool I have people call it like docs blue now or when they see it they'll like send me a picture of a pair of shoes like thought you would want these you know so that's what we really want all of our clients brands to be like we want to give them the visual tools that sell this story and make their customers think of them every time they see it absolutely yeah I love that that might be the title of this episode picking with purpose like yes. we might need yeah. to do that that's <laughs> yeah it really is so who would you say your has your niche evolved like you started you had mentioned that you started with <laughs> dog lovers and obviously I don't think that's ever going away just from even no. chatting with you, but would love yeah. to hear about how your niche has evolved over time too yeah so the first question I always get asked is we haven't updated our portfolio in like two years but we're in the process of doing it right now um so if you go on our website you'll see mostly pet projects and everyone's like do you only work with dog brands okay answer no we don't only work with dog brands but that is how we got our start um like i said when i first started i wanted to stand out from like all these other freelancers so i when i was branding myself i was like what is the story i could tell about me i'm a huge dog lover i have three dachshunds like i just love dogs my whole house is decorated in dog decor i am a crazy dog mom and i was like and i will attract those people because they know that like crazy dog moms we stick together in a pack so um no pun intended um but i <laughs> I was like, you know what, we're going to start there and I'm going to go. I literally had a business card. I like mapped out different cities in Michigan and there's like at least three pet stores in every city. So I was like, there's no shortage of pet companies and these pet stores all carry pet products. They all know other pet walkers, dog sitters, dog shows. So I literally just started going store to store and being like, Hey, I, you know, 
specialize in pet branding. Like I'm a dog mom. I get it. I use these products every day. And being able to say that got them to like actually listen to me and be like, oh, like she gets it. Like she gets the love for dogs. Um, so for the first two years, all of our clients were primarily pet businesses. Um, and that really helped me get a portfolio under my belt and obviously like get the business going. Um, it's since evolved. I've been in business for five years now. Um, and we work primarily with retailers, product companies, and service providers. It's kind of how I've broken it down. Um, and the big one for us is products because um, we do a lot of packaging design. So it started with like dog treats and pet accessories and um, harm companies and we would do all the retail packaging and the unboxing experience and that could be translated to any product company um so once people started seeing that i could do that whether it was for a pet business or not i started getting a lot of product companies reaching out to me in the food and beverage space in the beauty space uh you name it i mean we're rebranding like a candle company right now a wig company and a vending machine company. Um, so it, it really came down to just being able to build that portfolio for myself. So people could see, like, I actually, you know, can do the work to a high level. And like, when they start to see that tangible thing, um, it works. So now we do work with any industry. Um, I would say primarily like product businesses are big for us. And then retailers, because we did start with a lot of pet retailers. And I just personally have a passion for that because I love seeing the brand come to life and environmental design and like signage and like actually going into a space and seeing our brand physically there is really exciting for me. So those are the two we mainly work with now. For sure. Fun. I love, I feel like regardless of what industry and everyone listening is, I think I love your story of how you got started and like you literally knew your audience, like you knew your niche, you knew who you wanted to target and who you wanted to work with. You didn't say, oh, I have to work with this industry because there's so many of them. You chose that industry, you seeked them out, you found the locations, and then you just talked to them. Like, I feel like in this day and age, we make marketing so complicated mm -hmm. and hard. And it's literally just find who you want to talk to and ask them if they want to work with you. Like you did something so simple that built an incredible business. And I think that's so powerful. Yeah, and I think I credit a lot of my business to the community we have. Like my clients are like my best friends. We <laughs> chat every day on Instagram DM. Like we share dog pictures with each other. Um, and yeah, it was just really putting yourself out there. Um, and I say this with my own clients because a lot of times, like the very first thing we do when we put someone through our branding program is challenge them to niche down a little bit. Like what is the vibe, we call it the brand vibe that you're trying to put out. And they're like, well, I'm trying to attract all female millennials. And I'm like, no, 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 like, <laughs> let's get a lit, let's get a little deeper. Because when you're able to get deeper like that, that is when your business starts to grow because those people attract other people like that. And that's what I like accidentally kind of stumbled upon with the pet industry. It was like, I found one pet retailer who then was like, oh, I have X, Y, and Z that are distributors. And like, they saw the new branding and they asked who did it. Would you guys be interested in like rebranding this pet food company? And then that pet food company had like X amount of retailers they sold to. And all those retailers saw the new packaging we did for them. So when you're able to kind of niche down like that, it not only helps tell your story a little bit more, but it helps build that community too. Absolutely. Yeah. Find your dream client or your dream customer seek them out. Like one person multiplies into two, multiplies into four. Like it just grows yeah. from there. So yeah, it is, it and can I mean, be it, so it, powerful. And it takes time. I mean, uh, so when I first started, um, 
I like, I did make the decision to invest myself pretty quickly. And I hired a business coach within the first year, because I knew if I wanted to get to the next level, I would have to have some help. Cause I'd never ran a business before. Um, and one of the first exercises she had me do was write down my five dream clients. Um, this year we've rebranded three of them. So it took five years to get to that point, but it felt really good when they found us and they asked us to rebrand them. And I like actually told them, I was like, okay, I'm going to sound like such a fan girl. I was like, I literally cried when I got your inquiry because five <laughs> years ago when I was just a little freelancer, I had no idea what I was doing. I wrote your business down. It's like my dream client and here you are. And I'm freaking out right now. So <laughs> Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah, that is awesome. I feel like it's so easy to look at people too and say like, oh, they're an overnight success. Like all of a sudden their business just got really big, but like you are only seeing a tiny piece of everything they did. There was so much work that happened beforehand. So like absolutely anyone in the beginning stages of running their business, like you're not behind, you're doing the same thing that we all, we all have done. Like we all had to do those things in the beginning days to like become that over so-called overnight success. That yeah, I, I still don't have it all figured out. So don't oh, be fooled. No, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think anyone will ever have it all figured out. And if you think you have it all figured out, you're likely wrong. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't believe anybody who says it. No. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, for our own curiosity, I would love to hear what is your absolute favorite thing to create for clients? Oh, brand patterns. Absolutely. Um, so uh, I like to say that's like the special sauce that Docs brings to the table. Like a lot of designers will give you logo, color palette, fonts, maybe like a pattern and leave it at that. Um, so with our whole package, we kind of give what I call like the visual toolbox. And it's more of like an asset library of illustrations patterns. Um, so for each one of our clients, we establish like a illustration style for them, give them all the icons they can use for like their Instagram highlights, their website, and then give them like supplemented patterns that kind of tie it all in together. Um, and I love doing that because we get clients that come back uh, probably in a month, I'm going to be getting an inquiry of all of our clients getting ready for the holidays. And they're like, okay, now I want a holiday illustration pack, you know, in my style. And it's fun that we're able to kind of um, give them a visual tool that's unique to them and that we continue to work with and build on. I have one client of ours. It's been a client. She was one of my first clients when I first started and she still works with us. Like once a year, she'll reach out to have us update her illustration pack. She'll be like, okay, I'm doing like a spring collection. Can you give me like all these different spring illustrations. And that's just super fun for our team to do because it's different for each client and we're creating something unique for them. I love that. I think a lot of clients too, when they, when you tell them pattern, they're like, why do I need a pattern? And they're like, I don't understand how, how will I use this pattern? Or what am I going to do with a pattern? Or like a pattern doesn't make sense for my brand. And, and you're just like, well, you just wait and see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have clients once they get that pattern that go crazy. I always use the example because I know everyone it's a business owner has done this, like Ben and Canva, like trying to put together a business card or a sign last minute with like their two colors and their font. And they're like, yep. why isn't this looking right? Like, why does it look so flat? Why is it not look professional? And it's usually because you're missing seen like those patterns and illustrations. And if you look around at any big brand, you will see that they have different textures and patterns and illustrations they use, which is usually that like 
next level layer that you can add that makes you look even more professional and trustworthy. So um, I have clients after they get their pattern, I, I would say like almost all of them. And I think it's because of my wallpaper. They all like go and make a wallpaper design out of it and like awesome. throw it up in their office or their store and they'll start making like products out of it. I had one client that went balls to the walls with her brand pattern. They like created a whole merch line around it. They have like fanny packs and like shirt. They have like all over like Hawaiian shirts with the pattern out and their clients buy it because they like love their brand. And it's like, you would not be able to do that with just like a font and some colors. Right, like right. it's a tool that you can use and you can do a lot with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. Patterns, patterns are so fun and I, they definitely elevate the brand. That's also one of the re we, we have our own feelings about things like, uh, 99 designs and Fiverr and like those oh, yeah. things are, you know, yeah. I'm not going to have a lot of feelings about those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have a lot of feelings about it. Yes. But your brand is so much more than a logo, right? Like it's, you can't bring a logo to life on its own. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we actually say the logo is like the least important part of the brand and people are like, oh, when I say that, and I'm like, no, seriously, because you could take, I've done this exercise before where I've taken a client's logo and I've put it into like three different designs that had three different colors palettes and three different patterns like maybe we'll use like a super neon bubbly font like layout put their logo in it do like a boho like neutral put their logo in it i'm like it's the same logo but putting it with all of these other tools is giving you three very different vibes so mm -hmm. this single logo is not going to cut it like you need all these other parts and pieces working together to correctly tell that visual story and usually when i do that they're like oh you're right you're right you're right you're right <laughs> yep yep that's an interesting exercise yeah. i love that yeah i love that too that's awesome okay so i do since we're in this role of you know talking about 99 designs and all that fun stuff um but for everyone who's kind of diy in their brand at the beginning like in the early days right you don't have a ton of money like you have yep. maybe a few hundred bucks to go and spend it somewhere yeah. what would you say in your opinion is the most important thing that they invest in when they're just getting the, their brand off the ground yeah, well, I would be a bad business owner if I didn't plug our course here. So uh, we do have we do have an online course that's only a couple hundred bucks where I've actually boiled down the exact process that we walk our clients through. Um, and it like breaks it down to exactly what we do with templates for each one. Um, so we do have that tool to utilize. Um, but I would definitely say from the visual side of things, I think obviously like colors are really important, but that pattern and illustration piece. Um, you can find a logo designer that will do it for cheap. I mean, I understand people got to do what they got to do. Um, but instead of spending like 500 on a logo, like if really that is your budget, maybe try to like cheap out a little bit on the logo and then find an illustrator or, you know, there's a ton of eager art students out there go on Instagram. This is actually how I found a lot of my team members. I went on Instagram and like started searching hashtags and all these a wonderful artists and illustrators were sharing their work and I started saving some work that I like reached out to them asked if they were freelancing and a lot of them are like yes please pay them um find those people and see if they would be interested in creating that asset library for you I think that that will really help you um 
you know, really stand out from everyone else because most people are going to take that 500 and have someone throw together some like Google fonts and like a basic color palette and a not super cool logo. And I don't think that's where money's well spent. Um, I, I definitely think like that visual asset library. Um, and also kind of before you take that step, make sure that you're doing a little bit of the research part on your end. Um, I think that's something that everyone could do for free. Obviously there's professionals out there that can help you with your strategy and help you figure out your brand vibe. Um, we actually have a free quiz you can take, but I would challenge you all to sit down and really think about like, what's that emotion you're trying to sell? What is that visual story you're trying to tell? If you guys can do that work beforehand and really come to the table and be like, you know, I started this brand because health was really important to me. And I went through this health journey and I really want this natural like vibe to come across that's going to help any designer you go out go out to and find create that in a really unique way for you and to help you further tell that story if you're going to them and you're like yeah i'm starting a business and i'm selling vitamins and yeah do whatever you want that's going to be a waste of money because you're not going to get the tools that would actually help grow your business or sell your product or your service yeah i love I love that answer. I think mm -hmm. that that is so smart. And I love the idea of rather than just going to a large company rat, like just searching people, like seeking people out yeah. on Instagram, even yeah. whether they're local or just anyone freelancing anywhere, because we're all just like, we're all just trying to make connections that way. And I think that can be, yeah, that built your team. That's cool. Yeah. Literally I was searching like hashtag dog illustration i think or i i don't know i was like on the hashtags and i started finding like really cool things that people were sharing i'm like oh who's this illustrator and then i would click and then i would just like send them a voice memo on instagram really quick and just like it's really is just like making those connections and having those conversations everyone's just a person like you don't got to be scared like the worst they're going to say is no and then you just move on and try to find someone else yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. The worst that's, we say that all the time. Yeah. Like what's the worst that can happen? Your ego maybe slightly gets hurt because they say no, but otherwise that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather yeah try and get a no than not try and you never yep. know. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I have one more question for you. So I loved you had a post that you posted just a few weeks ago about like the difference between branding and marketing. And it's, <laughs> that was like an awesome post because I think they sometimes do get very confused. So what would you say, and this kind of like got me thinking on this piece of it, but what would you say the most like misunderstood part of branding is like in general branding your business? Yeah, I think a lot of people do come to me thinking that we do marketing like they're like, can you like manage my social media for me and I'm like that's not really what we do like we can create the graphics for you. Um, I, I'm trying to remember what that post was I think it was something along the lines of like marketing is the channels that you are using to put your brand out there, but the brand is the actual story and like foundation of your business. Um, so I, I say all the time we come at it from the visual side of things um, visual brand identity. So when I'm talking branding, I'm talking about the visual story that you are telling, um, the, all the customer touch points from going on your social media and seeing those beautiful Instagram highlights to clicking on your website and then seeing the graphics and the whole design of your website to ordering your product, getting that unboxing experience. Like that whole journey is your brand. There should be a cohesive feeling and a cohesive look 
throughout all those steps. And that is what your brand is. Um, so I say visual storytelling a lot of times, kind of what the vibe is, um, like what you're really trying to sell beyond just your product or service because people buy emotion. Um, so what, what is that? And that is your brand. So um, I usually, and I did this in the keynote, there's like a little mini exercise we have um, where we ask everyone to kind of describe their audience and go beyond just like, a millennial, you know, millennial woman. Okay, where do they live? Where do they shop? What coffee do they order? What music do they listen to? Like, what does their kitchen look like? Like really starting to craft that persona of who they are as a person and how your brand fits into their life will really start to help you kind of get out of those, you know, demographics of like, annual income of XYZ has three kids. Like, yeah, that stuff's cool, but it's not gonna help like sell that emotion piece unless you're like no my millennial like woman that i'm targeting like visits indie record shops and like only will order a cold brew from like a local coffee shop obviously that type of person is going to be attracted to something very different than like the millennial who goes to starbucks and target you know what i mean like they're two very different people they are both millennial women, but they both are attracted to different emotions and different things. Um, so that's kind of the first exercise. And the second is starting to think about your actual brand and the emotion, the feeling, the impact you want to leave. Like we all started our business for a reason. We all have our own story to tell, whether we were trying to solve a problem, whether we want to make a different impact on our community. And we want to make sure that that's coming across in our brand. Like we want to tell that story. So being able to think of your audience in terms of not just their income and their age, and then thinking of your vibe, I like to call it, I call it like emotion words, vibe, in terms of like what you're really trying to communicate, where those two intersect is your brand. That's your brand story. Those are the words you want to use when you're picking your colors, when you're writing your copy, when you're thinking about which social media channels to go on. I mean, it kind of encompasses everything. Um, and then once you have those visual tools to use, that's when the marketing comes into play. That's when you can set up the Facebook ads and do the email marketing and do all of that. Um, I think a lot of people like go strictly to the marketing side of thing, which yeah, we got to get our name out there. We got to do things, but like if your brand isn't aligned and that customer journey is disjointed and like your graphics aren't matching your website and like the packaging design is kind of underwhelming when they get it. Like you're really missing an opportunity to wow those customers and have them really fall in love with your brand and tell people about it and to come back and keep buying from you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. I was going to okay. say, I think a big thing that is misunderstood in this, um, in this topic is a, the emotion that your brand can hold and that it's much more than just a logo or a color palette or a typography. It's, it's way more than that. It's the storytelling behind it and the yeah. emotion that you evoke and that you want people to feel when they interact with your brand. And I think a, another big thing that people misunderstand is the, like the branding ROI. So like, what is my ROI? If I have a, if I have a nice brand, like, I feel like a lot of clients come to us and like, we have, we've had clients that have been like, totally get it. I know, I know that this is going to help my brand to succeed and need to make money and bring in other clients, but other, other people are just like, I don't, I don't need a brand or I can, you know, just do this logo by myself. And people are still going to come to me and buy my services or my products. And I think people misunderstand that having this whole encompass brand from social to your website, to your email marketing, to just how you, you know, evoke emotion is so much more than just 
you know, a logo, like I said, they, you can actually build, you can get ROI from a brand. People see your brand, oh. your packaging, how they interact with your packaging. I know I've gone to so many, I've shopped certain brands because I love their story. I love their product. I love how I interact with it. And I love their packaging. It's way more than just, you know, just looking at their screen and seeing a logo. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that, you know, the ROI behind a brand. Oh, definitely. I mean, I have case studies for days on ROI with branding. Um, And I have our one client, um, Dogs of Term City, I always use them as an example. She was the one who was one of my first clients. Um, Same situation, like she had a logo, had some colors, she was doing good. She could have kept just doing what she was doing and been fine, but Mm -hmm. she wanted to invest in her brand. Um, A year after she launched her brand, she had an increase of 297% online sales. Uh, she tells me all the time she accompanies like that specifically because of this box we designed for her. Like we designed, we obviously did the brand and we made it super fun and unique and didn't make it like super stodgy. Like most dog walkers would be like, she was like, I want it to feel like a party whenever we're with our clients. Like, I don't want to be seen as like the super like uptight professional. Like we are like party fun. And so we made her brand that way. Now she doesn't just do dog walking. They host dog events. They just partnered with all kinds of She's in Baltimore. She partnered with the entire city of Baltimore for like dog friendly breweries and like created this passport that people can buy with like a matching box that has like a Maryland bandana and like a map for their client. Like she has all, all kinds of stuff stuff now yeah because she was able to invest in her brand in that first year she kept doing dog walking we launched the one subscription box like I said it sold out crazy online sales and then she was able to take that money and reinvest it back in her business and now she has the tools to quickly be able to do that stuff and she knows that it's the right story because we helped her craft that story so now she's not just a dog walker like we kind of call her a dog lifestyle brand now and it's just crazy like I think she's like up to like twenty seven thousand followers on Instagram which followers aren't aren't everything. But when we started with her, she had like 700. So it's like, just goes to show that you do get a return on investment with the brand when people are in love with it and sell that emotion. I mean, there was no dog walker doing that before her in Baltimore. It was all like blue, red, white, blue, like German shepherd, like crazy. And her brand is like hot pink and like uses swear words and like has cursive confetti and people like loved it and ate it up. And now they like love that brand and will absolutely buy anything she puts out. will attend any event that she does. And she was able to grow her business because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think even not only like, will it create consistency for your audience, but it also gives you confidence as a business owner. I think that's the other thing. Like when you feel confident and proud of the thing, like of the visuals that influence, like why you built the business and like, they reflect like your mission and your vision and that strategy of like that whole feeling of like what you want to do and what you want to put out there. You are going to be more confident to put your face in front of the camera, to tell people about it, to show your product. Like it's just all going to come together. And I think oftentimes when people's marketing are falling flat, there's something that's probably lacking from a brand perspective, either you're confidence and strategy or your visuals, but something is misaligned. And that's why your marketing essentially isn't working. 
Yeah, definitely. It all works together. It's all parts and pieces of like the small business machine for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I also loved what you were talking about in terms of like building your audience, because I think we've all done those little quizzes, right? On Pinterest or wherever you find them, where it's like, who, it, like, what's their gender? What's their, do they have kids? Do they like work in a certain occupation? Like, you know, you go through the list of like the very basic variables of someone. But I think um, even if like you just, next time you read a book, like any type of novel, and you just think about how they describe the characters throughout the book like the these authors like literally have to make like character analysis analysis yeah. I use words right now um but they have to, <laughs> they like write out in depth that level of detail of this person that they're writing the book about you should be able to do that for your audience too like you should be able to detail out like what like and I'm not saying you need to like stalk them but like <laughs> they were having lunch what would they eat like mm -hmm. you know like think yep. through things like with that level of specificity mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's how you start to get more like intimate with understanding yeah. your niche and audience if they were going definitely to concert, what kind of concert would it yeah. be like, mm -hmm. yeah yeah I use the kitchen example like all the time that's my favorite one because you can tell a lot about a person by their kitchen so it's like what does their kitchen look like do they have like the Joanna Gaines all white kitchen or do they have like the eclectic like cottage core kitchen or like you know i always use the kitchen example and the people are like oh you're right like kitchens do tell a lot about a person or like if they could have their dream kitchen what, what would it look like yeah. <laughs> yeah right i know i don't know where i fall into that because my kitchen is not my dream kitchen but it definitely does you know <laughs> it's abandoned my kitchen's not done <laughs> so same our, our kitchen is currently being renovated to be my dream kitchen, but yeah. So maybe like what their dream kitchen would be. There you go. Oh, but we all have, we all have the, the little elements that you can pull out that make up who you are for yeah. sure. I love that. Definitely. Oh, well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for popping on here with us and chatting through everything. We've loved hearing about your story and just like how you've built this amazing business and who you work with and your products and everything. I mean, everything that you showcased it ultimate product party was just incredible. So we loved oh, listening you. to thank you. that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, is there anything, tell everyone where to find you, um, kind of what's next for you? Yeah. So, uh, Instagram is probably the best way you can get a hold of us. Um, it's docs, D O X dot design. That's also our website URL made it all consistent. Keep it easy for you guys. Um, but yeah, Instagram is definitely the best place to follow along just so you can see what brands we're currently working on. We do a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of branding education there. Um, and on there, you'll see that there is a link to the two things I was talking about earlier, our free brand quiz, which I like to send everyone to. Um, so we've pretty much boiled down um, the six emotions or vibes that we get a lot with our clients, which is a really good starting place for you if you are struggling with like, what is that story? Um, and we've made the quiz super fun. There's some freebies attached to it at the end when you get your result. Um, so I always like to tell people that's a really good spot to go to kind of first get their toes into the branding world. Um, and then if DIYing your brand is something you're interested in, we do have our BYOB build your own brand five day course. Like I said, I boiled down our signature branding process, um, very digestible with a lot of templates, exactly what 
what we take our clients through. There's like logo templates you can use, color templates, like all sorts of things. Um, so if maybe you're looking at your brand and you're like, yeah, I need some help, but I'm not quite ready to fully invest. I would definitely check out our online course. Um, and I will give you guys a code. If you use the code uh, Duo Collective, you will get $97 off for that. So love it. I also love BYOB. That's an awesome yep. name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kayla. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.